I quit my job four and a half years ago, and that was when everything really changed. I always felt my whole life that I am meant for something bigger. I started to research uh, the law of attraction. I started to research quantum physics, how the world works, how the universe works. The cash flow I was making from the YouTube channel and my trading and my investments really started to grow like really fast. Do you use a Bugatti Veyron as your daily? Nothing is going to change overnight. Some people think so, and then they give up. I never want people to like exactly copy my steps because everything has to happen with your passion and with your identity. I don't know anyone who sold everything at the top. It doesn't happen. Like no one does that. If you did that, then you were lucky. Some investments absolutely went completely crazy. I made a few investments where I made like 500x. I was a cashier. I was stacking shelves, you know, like the, the normal stuff, a nine to five kind of thing. So I lost motivation and I stopped going to school. I dropped out. Then I had a bad period of my life where I, I was just doing bad things, like nothing good. What were some of the steps in terms of getting the money right so that you could go from 1,500 US dollars a month to where you're at now? Everyone in crypto, they copy everything I do. I knew that if I just like start something, universe is on my side now. I think it's very important to take profits. First things first, guys, before we get started with this podcast, do me a solid favor and subscribe to this on whatever platform you're listening to it right now, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I'd appreciate if you just hit that subscribe button and it lets me know that the content that I'm putting out for you guys is hitting your ears at the right time. Much love. This podcast is sponsored by contentremoval.com. So whether you're looking to remove any images, videos, search results, fake Instagram accounts, get in touch with us at contentremoval.com. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee podcast. And today, guys, I'm coming to you live from my latest Dubai spot, one of the most fabulous offices I've ever seen in D- Dubai, owned by the man himself, Carl Runefelt, and AKA The Moon. Oh man, welcome welcome to the show and welcome to your beautiful office. Obviously, I've followed you on YouTube for a while and seen your crypto journey. And when I've listened to you on other podcasts, you've talked extensively about how you've gone from being in a supermarket a few only a few years short short years ago to changing your whole life and becoming worth tens of millions through crypt, cryptocurrency and trading and you talked extensively at the time about how this was due to you manifesting your your reality and when I've listened to you on other podcasts speak about this I, I don't feel that people have let you fully articulate what that meant so could you give me a bit of an insight into so that some of my audience understands your your backstory growing up in Sweden and how you've got to this point. But then also, I want to really want to dive in today into that manifestation stuff. Yeah, thank you for having me on your podcast. And um, yeah, so it um, it started um, six years ago when I I was in the supermarket and I decided I wanted to change my life. And then um, I, I quit my job a little bit more than four years ago, four and a half years ago. And that was when everything really changed. But um, but you, I can also go back, like way back, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago yeah. when I was in school and I dropped out because I couldn't manage school. I had too much um, ADHD, too much um, concentration um, issues. Sure, yeah. yeah, It's very hard to concentrate on, uh, on um, normal, boring tasks when you have ADHD. So school, I, I couldn't do it. And it also made it worse, the fact that I just didn't care about school. Like, I didn't understand why I need those grades. You know, A, B, whatever. You know, like, I don't care. Like, I, I don't see um, how that 
helps me in my life. I thought making money is what you need. You know, you need to make money and like have a decent living, but getting a bunch of like um, letters on a paper. Um, so I lost motivation and I stopped going to school. I dropped out. Uh, and then I had a bad period of my life where I, I was just doing bad things, like nothing good at all. And um, I like I was depressed. I was even like, you know, drinking alcohol, not more than like most people, but you know, just partying, um, doing some like even sometimes some drugs, you know, with bad people. You know, I had like a bad uh, network of people that were like lazy people um, that didn't want to do anything that were just partying and doing these different, like, things. And I was just, like, kind of depressed and felt like I didn't know where to go, what to do. Um, and um, I didn't have a job. I didn't have an education. And uh, my parents always had huge um, pressure on me because when I was very young, they always saw potential, they say. Like, they always... Because I was always very good at math. I was always very good at, like, sports and... and things like my parents always told me like I whatever I did I always did it very well um so they they had high hopes that I would do something very well so it was a huge disappointment for them when I dropped out did nothing did you feel that pressure when you were a child of of like expectation from parents and stuff like well, that? well when I was very young yes but also I had pressure on myself so I didn't feel bad when I felt bad was when I started to realize that I'm not doing anything with my life 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, somewhere there when I realized like, you know, yeah, what am I going to do? Like I, I need some kind of idea for my life, uh, but I didn't. And then they were just very disappointed and they were very anxious about what I was doing. And um, I just had a very bad, uh, very bad period of my life, you know. So what kind of sparked you changing? I suppose it was more frustration than anything else. You kind of got to, must have felt to the point where you're like, well, do you know what? I've, I really have to turn this around or? Yeah. So I was actually living with my parents back then. So yeah, bef before the supermarket, I was living with my parents and then they forced me to go to the supermarket. They said basically like, Carl, you have to do something. You have to go get a job. Um, and I, I basically forced myself to go and get this job because I, I knew that I need to do something because I otherwise like I, I'll be homeless like I, I need an income I cannot live with my parents my whole life you know um, so I I started the supermarket job which was a pretty good um, uh, turning point because it made me feel a little bit uh, better because now I at least I had some kind of routine I went to the job I had some friends at the grocery store um, I was a cashier, I was stacking shelves, you know, like the, the normal stuff, a nine to five kind of thing, made $1,500 a month. Uh, but actually this period of my life, um, I felt a little bit better because, um, because uh, I at least had some income and I at least had something. But the problem was that um, after like one, one and a half years in the supermarket, again, this like anxiety started to, to come back, like... Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, supermarket. Like, that. this is not what I was meant to do. Like, I, I always felt my whole life that I am meant for something bigger. I always felt like I I have the potential. So, my, my parents saw it, yes. But, like, I actually felt it myself always. Like, um, even when I was a very, very young kid, I always told myself and all my friends, like, I'm going to be rich before 30. Like, I don't know how, but I'm just going to be rich before 30. Um, and I always had this feeling that I can do something big and something cool. Um, but in the supermarket there, I realized that this is not cool. <laughs> like, uh, so, um, I started to get that pressure again and, uh, 
I got super afraid of the idea of staying in the supermarket for decades because uh, I had no education. Like I, I didn't know what else can I do. Like supermarket, that's all I'm good for right now, you know. Um, but then at some point there, that's when I really like started to uh, realize that it's it's up to me. Like I had to do something. So I started to research online for um, ways to um, change my life. I started searching for like, you know, mindset tips, um entrepreneurial tips how to make money online i was searching for these things and i started to research uh, the law of attraction i started to research um quantum physics um how the world works how the universe works um and um i mean long story short i i kind of realized that this is my way out i can use the law of attraction and um and uh, attract my dream reality. And um, yeah, long story short, that's like the, the the background info. And then we can get into the whole law of attraction stuff as well. Well, I, I think obviously the law of attraction is something that everyone that listens to this podcast and everyone out there has heard of. The one thing that I've noticed with the law of attraction that, the, that people kind of seem to miss is the action that needs to take place in order for you to close the gap between what you imagine as your reality and the reality that you want. Am I right in saying that f- from from your perspective? Is that kind of what you realized? So, first of all, it's not about attracting what you want. The law of attraction, it's all about attracting what you are. And that's what's important to um, change your whole being. You have to change your mindset. You have to change your energy, your thoughts, your words, because everything you say and think and feel that is what you are and that is what you will attract more of so if you fill your brain and fill your thoughts with negative thoughts and thoughts of lack thoughts of uh, not being enough thoughts of um, everyone hating you or thoughts of like negative things you will attract more of that so it's very important to to first of all reprogramming um, you, you have to reprogram your um, your whole soul, like the whole whole being, because your your energy that you hold inside of you, that's basically your your magnet that's gonna attract more. So, so it's not about attracting what you want; it's about attracting uh, what you are. So, um, I started to use that, um, even though I was in the supermarket, I had no education and I felt really like bad uh, and and poor, and and I I just felt. Uh, back then, I, I I didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to be, but but I I changed everything and I started to act as if I was uh, successful. I started to pretend sometimes that I was rich. I started to um, just imagine and pretend and uh, um, try to imagine how I would feel if I had something specific. So, for example, this watch is a good example. I was uh, a big fan of um, Jacob and Co. This is the Jacob and Co. watch. Um, and back then I was consuming a lot of content um, from rich people. So producer Michael, Jon Olsen, uh, Manny Koshpin, um, and then also like a bunch of other people, like rich people that made content about their expensive stuff. Yep. Uh, because that made me very motivated because I realized, okay, I could live like this. 
Um, and I started to visualize and, and act like I had those things. So, for example, Jacob and Co. I actually shout out to producer Michael because I saw some of his videos like four or five years ago when I was in the supermarket. Um, and he bought one of these watches, an Astronomia. Such a beautiful watch. It's like a really incredible watch. Um, and um, I started to visualize myself having such a watch. So sometimes even sitting, waiting for the train or for the bus or sitting on the, the balcony at home, I was just sitting like this um, and I imagined, pretended I had one and how I would feel. It's actually very easy to, to imagine and pretend. Like it's, it's, I mean, our brains are very good at imagining things. I mean, you can dream things, you can, you can uh, think of things like... Uh, Every th every single thing that ever was created started in someone's brain. Anyways, like this water bottle, like someone had the idea to, to create it at some point. There must have been a, a thought. So you can use those thoughts to, to, um, to attract. And that's what I did. So this is like a um, physical representation of my, my law of attraction uh, power and law of attraction journey because um, four or five years ago, I visualized it. And now I have it. And it's a very expensive watch. So back then it was like a really, uh, like an impossible thing. So what, what, what would that be in cost right now? Well, if you go to the store and, and, and want to buy it retail from, from the store and customize it like I did, then um, I think they charge $900,000 for that approximately. So 900000 US for what you've got on right now. Yeah, yeah. I was able to, to convince them to not charge me for making the custom piece, but I, um, I, I paid... Um, Almost to the full price, yeah. Yeah, and I think the reason why you could negotiate on the custom piece was because you could, you you did a YouTube video on it, which gave them exposure yeah. in the marketplace, right? So basically, like uh, to customize is like a hundred thousand dollars or one hundred fifty thousand, and I told them like, look, let's make this together. Uh, let's waive the one fifty, um, and uh, you know, uh, first of all, I will wear it daily because I use my stuff. I like to use my stuff, um, and um, I know that people in the crypto market will want to buy it because I have it because that's always the case. Everyone in crypto, they copy everything I do. Uh, it's very funny. But um, so yeah, so I was able to to negotiate a, um, it, it was still very expensive. Like it was still like, you know, very, very expensive, hundreds and hundreds of thousands, but um, but uh, incredible watch. I love it. I, d I just want to step it back one, sec one second and, and, and really dive into, obviously you're in the supermarket, you're imagining this alternate reality that you're now visually living in, in your as your reality now and everything you, and all the abundance you live in but what were some of the steps in terms of getting the money right so that you could go from 1500 us dollars a month to now where you're at now there's, there's a lot of gaps in between that that kind of happened what was like the first kind of few steps so that people can say okay well i can i can kind of visualize that for myself so i can visualize myself out of the the one and a half thousand dollar a job month a month to where you went next? Where did you go next? Okay, so I started visualizing. I started acting as if I was successful. But obviously, overnight, nothing happens. I was still in the supermarket. I was still um, uh, same, same. Um, nothing is going to change overnight. Some people think so, and then they give up. Uh, even five weeks later, two, three months later, nothing major changed in my life. However, many big things internally changed. Because I started to feel more happy, I started to feel more motivated, I started to feel uh, hopeful that, that things will change. And that's actually very important with Law of Attraction, you have to also believe it, you have to really believe in yourself and have faith that it's going to happen. It's embodiment essentially is what you're saying, you've got to embody every part of it, haven't you? 
Yeah, it's actually, if you go to all of the holy scriptures, the, the Bible and other religious scriptures, they all say the same thing as well. It's all about faith. You have to believe and you will receive. It's like, it's a very, like in, it's like oldest time, you know, it's it's not something I'm making up. It's not an opinion. It's like, it's a law of nature. It's a law of um, reality. It's, uh, call it God, universe, whatever you want to call it. But this, um, there's this, um, there's this um, positive force out there, where if you want to call God or, or, or um, the universe or whatever or name, you, source, whatever yeah. name you want to give it, it doesn't it's matter. There. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's uh, within us and it's uh, outside. It, it is every. It's reality. It's like uh, it's 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 part of the fabric of the reality. And this um, uh, energy wants to help us. It wants to. M- allow us to have our best life but it's it's our decision it's always our decision it's not going to happen to us it's going to happen through us and and with us and by us so we have to um allow the the the, the source of energy to help us uh but as soon as you allow it to to help you then it it really can change everything and that's what happened to me so i i went from supermarkets to to where i am today you know uh, in just a few years and and i'll tell you the steps so of course i don't want to to say that my steps should be someone else's steps because it's all individual you know um this was my journey it doesn't mean that it should be someone else's journey that's why I, I i never want people to like exactly copy my steps because everything has to happen with your passion and with your identity you know um so 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 basically i uh, changed everything and then i started to um, look for opportunities. I started to look for ideas to, to do something, you know, because I knew that if I just, like, start something, the universe is going to help me, you know. Like, the universe is on my side now. Um, and and I started a dropshipping business. Um, I don't know if you know, yep. but it's like, you know, you, you buy uh, or you, you basically uh, ship um, products over the world from customers uh, or to customers from different countries it's like a, a big online business that many people do um and i thought I, i'm, I'm going to try to sell t-shirts with like cute cats on it or whatever like these like standard things that people buy and sell online i just didn't understand by then that i was late to the party like people already it was a saturated market but uh, the the nice thing with me starting that was that I at least got started, and that's the most important thing. Most people never get started, um, and I failed that business. I started another business uh, with Amazon FBA. Actually, I never, I never even started because I failed before I started, or I gave up a bit because I just, I didn't feel passionate about it. But um, both of these two business ideas, uh, dropshipping uh, with, um, um, what's the name of this uh, website? Alibaba. Yeah, AliExpress. These kind of things, you know. Yeah. Um, this and Amazon FBA, this, all of these business ideas, they gave me later the idea of um, starting a YouTube channel and, uh, and talk about crypto because uh, simultaneously as I did these business ideas, I heard about Bitcoin and crypto. Um, and uh, then I thought maybe I'll make a YouTube channel and I'll um, talk about crypto and I can, um, I can maybe sell products there like crypto products and make money from that. That's how the idea of my first YouTube channel called The Moon uh, came about. So um, just to, to make people understand here, my two first business ideas, they failed. But if I didn't do them, I would have never had the idea to start the YouTube channel that then made me the money. 
um, and the whole crypto industry, like everything, it kind of led into that. And then, um, um, so, so I, I don't want people to be afraid of starting something. It's very important to allow uh, the universe to, to help you, but you have to also like make the first move. You have to like, um, you take one step out and then the universe comes and, and meets you halfway. That's how I usually feel and that's how I phrase it. Um, so starting anything. And the very simple act of starting itself is a very powerful move because it, it, it uh, means you believe in yourself and you believe in your future. Starting is a very big ener energetic move. And um, giving up is the exact opposite. It's a v it is a very energetic move, but on the contrary, it's like a negative energetic move because now if you give up, that's a big um, um, a sign of uh, you know doubt. You gave up. Uh, you don't believe anymore. No faith. Done. You you just uh, cut all your opportunities away. Um, everything that might might have been ready to to come to you, it's now not going to happen. So giving up is uh, the only option which can never happen. But the thing is, you had to give up two things that weren't right for you in order to find the thing that was right for you. So how how can they differentiate what they should truly give up and what they should truly continue down the path with? Well, that's a great question. Um, it's true. I, I gave up on the the dropshipping business. Um, I guess it was uh, mainly because, first of all, I was not able to make it profitable. I also didn't really enjoy it too much. I was in, I was putting in many hours without like feeling that it was fun, and I realized that in this business, it uh, specifically, I was chasing money more than my passion. Uh, so I learned that. I need to do something that makes me happy, something that feels effortless, you know. Just going back a little bit, when I made the decision to change my life and my mindset and everything and visualize, I started visualizing millions of dollars and private jets and everything, but I still didn't know that Bitcoin existed. I had no clue about crypto. Um, crypto came like maybe six months or even one year later or something like this, I think. Um, and then I started to research about Bitcoin, crypto, um, and eventually... I, um, I, I tried, I, I think there was like a couple of weeks there when I gave up a little bit and I just didn't know what to do, but I didn't give up on the, the energy. I gave up physically on the things. Yes. But I, I didn't give up on, I'm going to make it like, I'm going to be successful. I think that's the, the last thing you can ever give up. That can never happen. You know, you can give up a business idea. Yes. Because some things just don't work out and you should never force something that doesn't feel right. Um, but the fact that I was going to make millions and become this extraordinary person, that was never, ever something I gave up. I, I, I could never give that up. The day you give something like that up, that's, that's the moment you die. Like you might as well, you might as well go and, uh, and, um, I don't know, do something else. So essentially what you're saying there then is you kept the energy that you were going to be this, this, uh, powerful uh, you know, multi-millionaire that could buy all the things that he so desired and everything that he, in his vision. You kept that right the way through, but what you gave up was was the methods that didn't suit you getting to that goal. Yeah, along the journey, and that's kind of that's kind of the the piece that a lot of people miss. They're not willing up to, you know, they they won't be honest honest with themselves enough to say, okay, this method isn't the one. I don't have to give up the main vision, but this method isn't going to take me to where I'm going to be in the main vision. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, very important to be flexible on, on changing your, your ideas. Um, and if you are aligned with the universe, you will feel it because it will feel right. It will feel effortlessly. It will feel fun. You know, just like when you're a kid and you're uh, 
uh, building Lego houses or, or building sand castles. You don't feel like you're working because if, if it felt like that, you would not be doing it. As a kid, you only do things based on creativity and, and flow. You know, it's flow state. Um, and that's how it should feel when you build business, when you, when you do cool things, you know. It should, um, it should be aligned and um, never force something that doesn't feel right because then I think there's something else that is waiting for you. So how long was it from when you started the YouTube channel, which is obviously your right thing to do where you're mm-hmm. talking about crypto, how long was it from that point where you got into the right vehicle before you got to your first million? Okay, first I want to show you a, a, an image that I, I didn't even show it yet on my, my socials because I found it just a few days ago. Um, it's a very interesting image. Sh- show, it, show it to your camera there. Yeah. So this is the image. And uh, I guess we can put it can, up. Can I, can I see it? Yeah, if you look. Wow. Right. So this is... Uh, I Describe this moment to me. So basically, um, this was the, the time when I was trying these dropshipping things. I even thought maybe I can sell mugs or whatever. Uh, but at some point I thought, you know what? Let me use one of my own little techniques. Like, let me do something fun. So I ordered a mug online. And I literally went in and it was a white mug. And I, I, I in this program, put the YouTube logo... And I also put 100,000 subscribers. I typed it out and, and put it on the logo. And uh, if you look at the date when I took this photo, it was 26th of April, um, wow. 2017. Wow. And that was six months before I created my YouTube channel. That's mental. Yeah. That is mental. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, that was way uh, before. I, I, I don't even know if I knew about the Bitcoin at this uh, very moment. You know, I just had this idea, I want to have a YouTube channel, you know, because um, I always enjoyed consuming YouTube videos. Um, so I didn't have any, like, I didn't, I didn't know how to start it, why to start it, or... Um, so the pieces hadn't landed for you yet. You nothing. just, you, you knew you wanted the channel, yeah. but you didn't know what the channel topic was going to be about, how that was going to manifest into reality from your, from your sense, but you just knew that there was something in this YouTube game. Exactly. And going back to that original, the original one, so... When you started YouTube and you started to go along this right path, how long was it, literally was it from there until you achieved the the kind of first bit of financial freedom, so to speak, so that you could then spend your full time on that and you didn't have to go in the supermarket anymore? Okay, so so when I started my crypto channel and um, at this time I was learning myself and uh, one of the reasons to create the channel was also to... to, um, teach people about crypto because teaching usually is the best way to learn yourself because if you teach something you need to fully understand it uh so it pushed me to to understand so i researched every day about crypto bitcoin and uh started learning about investments and trading and everything so uh, i had so much fun with the channel because i i was basically showing things that i was learning myself and uh, people enjoyed it and it grew very fast in the beginning i i started getting uh, very good views immediately and and i I, I kind of felt immediately like, wow, like this feels good. Like this feels like something, you know. Um, and um, going back to that, you know, I felt like it was easy and fun because it was, I, I enjoyed making those videos and uploading them and seeing the comments, you know. I have so many cool people, you know, they, they say nice things and everything. So it made me feel good. And, um, but I didn't make any money in the beginning. Um, and also, 
the, the funny thing is I had so much fun making the videos in, in, it, uh, of themselves that I forgot about this whole selling t-shirts things. I didn't sell any t-shirt on my channel to this day, even though that was one of the main reasons to create the channel. Uh, the reason is because I just had so much fun making the videos that I forgot about making money. <laughs> um, and um, it was only six months later or a few months later um, that I turned on the YouTube ads because you need like uh, thousands of watch hours. 4,000 watch hours, yeah. Something like this, yeah. yeah. So when I turned that on, uh, from one day to the other, I started making $3,000 a month only from YouTube ads. And that was double what I made from the grocery store. So that was the day I realized that, okay, now everything will change. Because I could literally go to the store tomorrow and, and quit my job, which I didn't, by the way, which I can talk more about. Uh, but I just thought, wow. I make, let's say it was ranging from like $2,000, $3,000 a month. And I was I was uh, so happy. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Now I'm making money of myself, you know, like like a proper, uh, it's a proper business, you know, making content, it's a business. And I, I was making money from it. Um, but I still didn't make crazy money. I, I only made this. So I made $1.5,000 for my grocery store, $3,000 on my YouTube channel. Um, and simultaneously, I was also making my investments, of course. I was investing and trading and these profits... Into Bitcoin and Ethereum, yeah? Bitcoin, Ethereum and also the different altcoins. I was going into a bunch of altcoins and I started to um, essentially learn more about investments and trading and um, I started... So I, the little capital I had, I started to invest it and try to make more money, which I did. And um, and um, yeah, long story short, um, I started um, getting much more views uh, many more fans because people just really liked watching my videos on the Moon Channel, um, and um, my my portfolio grew, my trading profits, my investments grew, um, and um, I also made some good like sponsorships, affiliate deals with different uh, like exchanges and and companies, um, and um, over time the cash flow I was making from uh, the YouTube channel and my trading and my investments it really started to grow like really fast um, during 2000, I would say 20, uh, yeah, tw 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 2020s when you really started to take off. Yeah, 2020 and 2021. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much the story. And the, the rest is kind of history. Like I, I, I grew very fast in the bull market. The, the channel absolutely exploded. All of the, the crypto I accumulated absolutely exploded. Um, all of my investments i mean some investments absolutely went completely crazy i made a few investments where i made like 500x you know i invested in in companies you know uh, early stage companies 400 are I, I, exactly more than 400 yeah i think by now it's probably like 450 no, not 450 but 430 440 um it's uh because i'm starting now again uh, since uh, two months to to start uh, going aggressive again so I did like 10 investments just in the past like two weeks. So in, in the bull runs, you're making content and in the bear markets, you're looking at, you're looking to position yourself in investments that make sense for the next bull run, essentially. Uh, exactly. Yeah, the, the investments are done in the bear market. Profit taking happens in the bull market. Um, that's very important to to take note of that. When it, just just because I think this would be really useful to a lot of people, whether they've got shares, whether they've got crypto, whatever they're trading. Um, how much percentage-wise are you taking off the table in what they term as a bull run at each stage? Do you have a, do you have a set kind of uh, 
I don't have a set uh, criteria, but but I think it's very important to take profits. Yeah. If if you, if you make life changing money, take profits. I, I I got smacked hard because of of that exact thing. You know. Yeah. I rode it all the way up from like eighteen grand and mm. and got caught massively on the back end of that. <laughs> yeah. No, but all all of us like look. I'm not perfect. I could have taken way more profits. I I lost insane amounts of money in the past year. Uh, because of the portfolio going down, it's um, everyone did. Like I don't know anyone who sold everything at the top. It doesn't happen. Like no one does that. If you did that, then you were lucky. Like there's, there's you, you cannot time the top perfectly. But at least you can take some profits. You can sell ten percent, twenty percent, even fifty percent. Why not? I, I, I read on that topic specifically that you lost a hundred million off the off the top line value of companies that you had invested in in, in one day or something. Not in one day, no, but like over some time, yeah. Yeah, which is phenomenal when you think about it. But another, but one of the other strategies I was reading about was the strategy of how you invest your money, and you never take from the principal. You only you only spend um, the 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 accrued revenue from that. Can you can you break that down that model for me and how that and how people can implement that? Cause I think that'd be really useful. Because you were saying that you if you inv- if you invest the ten, you don't you don't spend the t- any part of the ten. You never sp- you never spend any part of the initial investment. You always only spend the money it generates. I never spend from the principal. I only spend from uh, the cash flow. So that's true. If I if I were to spend from principal, it's it's only if it's um, like literally like a very solid investment like it's an investment or like um, salaries like it has to be like a business idea where the purpose is to make more but if i go spend let's say i want to buy a watch or i want to buy a uh, a car or something i i would only buy with my my profits i made that month for example i would never like go back and take from my savings that's very important uh, so i i never took from my savings to buy something when you buy the watch and mm. when you buy the Bugatti that you bought, phenomenal car, I, I suppose in your position you're able to write that off as some some as as like can generate money against it for marketing as well. I suppose these these things have generated you money, have they? Rather than costing you money, because essentially you made a YouTube video on the watch, you made a YouTube video on the car. I presume I, I don't suppose they've made as much as what the watch or the car cost, but they do somehow offset the cost of you purchasing the good, right? Um, maybe, maybe the watch because this watch doesn't cost me anything on a monthly basis. Um, I don't. It's very hard to quantify this. Like I don't know. It's it's tough. But the the Bugatti for sure. I didn't make any money on it. It's a huge um, um, cash uh, heavy um, asset. It costs a lot of money every single month. I I would highly. Um, Advise not to buy a Bugatti Veyron. <laughs> <laughs> but but why did you buy a Bugatti Veyron? Because because of that, because I, I I just when when are you ever going to get time to drive a Bugatti Veyron? Because you because you always working. Well, every almost every day I take it to the to the office. Um, if I go to restaurants, usually I take it. So I use it. I would say almost every day. So you use a Bugatti Veyron as your daily. Um, let's say every other day. Then that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and did did. Was that something as well that when you when you were back in the day, visioning your future, mm-hmm. you, you envisioned as well? Yeah. So this goes way back to back in 2006 or seven when the Bugatti Veyron was uh, announced by Bugatti. Uh, even back then, when I was a young, young kid, um, I, 
I I knew that this is the ultimate car. Like this is the one and only. Like this is the most like successful people in the world. They have this car. And one time I went to the south of France uh, with uh, my family and. Um, I, I saw this car there, you know. I, I just thought, like, wow, this is incredible. Like, imagine the people that have this kind of car. Had a dream ever since I was a little, little kid to have a Bugatti Veyron, uh, Grand Sport, the convertible version. And um, ever since then, it's been the only car I really, really, really want, you know. So the 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 time when I felt, look, I, I could just easily go buy it now. Like, on a monthly basis, I make more than I, I could just go, like... <laughs> you know, go buy it. So I thought, why don't I just go buy it then? Like, it's my childhood dream. Um, usually I don't buy, I don't buy many things. I buy, uh, I buy few things, but very nice things. Th- things I really, really want or really, really like or really, really need. Um, and uh, it was tough for me to justify the Bugatti in first because I was like, I don't need it. It's so, un- it's an expensive car. It's like, uh, I don't need it. But I, again, I just thought, it's my dream car. It's like, it's the number one car in the whole world. Like, I, I let me just go buy it, you know? So I just got, I just went and bought it. Yeah, because otherwise you're putting an energetic block on yourself on what's truly possible with your own, with your own mind, which yeah. is against everything that you've said throughout this podcast. Obviously, I'm conscious of time and I know we've got to, we've got to wrap it up because obviously you've got a meeting and stuff and, and I'd like to do a longer episode with you at some point because I, but I just wanted to get as much powerful information as this for the people that are listening right now as possible. But the, the last question I want to ask you, if there's, if you had to check out the world and you've got to leave the watch, you've got to leave the car, everything behind the office, the, the staff, the investments, everything, but you could just leave one piece of golden wisdom that you think can move everyone in this audience further forward in their life what would that piece of information you leave be? Use the law of attraction because it can change your life um, very fast if you allow it to do so. If you allow it. And is and is there any place that you suggest that people go for a reputable look of where to best learn the art of what you're talking about? Um, I mean, I read many things. I watched many videos. Uh, but actually, my YouTube channel, Carl Runefeld, I created it to inspire people and to explain how the law of attraction works. So some people think that I made this channel to just show off. Um, and I am showing off, but I am doing it for a very specific reason, you know. Um, just like I was consuming this content from other people i was watching these successful people rich people showing their expensive watches and cars i enjoyed watching that content when i was back in the grocery store so now i want to give back i want to make or i i my idea was to create a youtube channel based on what i wanted to watch myself back then and i want to make it even better i want to show how my life is now i want to show all of my expensive things and more importantly, I want to explain to people how they can also achieve these things. And maybe some people don't care about watches, but if they want to have something else, they, it's the same. It, it doesn't. It, it's just physical things. It's just um, material things. Like it, it's all the same. It's just energy. So uh, it applies to literally anything. Um, and my YouTube channel is really meant to inspire, and on my Instagram as well. So if people want to follow me there and and just get inspired, that's my. My most uh, most important um, mission right now, and of course, some people are always going to be like, "Oh, Carl, you're just showing off all the time," blah blah blah, you know. But they don't have to watch my videos, and I didn't make those videos for them, anyways. So, 
You're just making it because it's all part of your vision. And and no no one that hates on you at any level of the game is is ever you know it's obvious that they're not going not any further forward than you. Yeah, it's so you, funny. Look, especially on like you know Twitter, I see like these like haters, blah blah blah. But if you go and check their profiles, they always have like they have twenty followers. They have anonymous pictures. Like they are literally like nobodies. They're just um, jealous and and they're sad. And uh, I I feel bad for them because. The fact that they are s- sending these messages online blocks their growth. Yeah, it, it proves that, or it, yeah, it blocks them. It puts them in a box, and and it it's just a bad energy. And um, that's why I never reply to these people, and um, I never I never give them attention because if I give them attention, then um, it um, it just you know bad energy, negative energy. I want to focus on people that uh, that enjoy what I do. And enjoy the message that I spread because those are the people that can actually also, you know, listen and, and change their life. Because those like haters on Twitter, they will never ever take my advice seriously. You know, it is really their loss. You know, I I speak to the people that want to hear this. I speak to the people that want to change their life. And to those people, I'm super happy to help out. You know, I answer comments every single day on my YouTube channel and on Instagram. When people ask me about uh, law of attraction, about things, I try to uh, reply to as many as possible. Even sometimes on my Instagram DMs, I get people saying like, "Oh, hey, Carl, you changed my life." Uh, and sometimes I message back like, "Well, just heart." You know, I don't have time to sit hours every day, of course, but I just give them a little bit, just something, you know, because it's the least I can do. And and um, giving attention to these people, it's um, it's really good for for them and for me and for 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 I think humanity. Like if 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 all of us. Always only focus on positive things and focus on on um, making things better for for each other. Then I think the world would just be a better place. So um, people should stop spreading negativity online. Literally yesterday, I saw a video of like a girl online that she made some like face filter, and then she took the filter off. And then the first comment was like, "Oh, put the filter back on. You're so ugly." And I was like, who makes this comment? And even crazier, it had 600 likes. Like the, the yeah, and that and that and that's exactly what you're talking about because everyone, every one of those people that like that like the comment and everyone and the person who wrote the comment, you've all just told the universe essentially that you're not worthy of of the next level up yourself, and you just put an energetic block between you and what you want. Mm. So you, you get far more in life by being positive towards each other. Yeah, it's uh, such a sad thing that online people are so hateful like this because this lady doesn't deserve that. She didn't do anything wrong to anyone. And um, yeah, I even replied and said like, this is such a sick comment, such so stupid, uh, um, something like this because I just, I had to say something. I think it was so stupid. Yeah, I think, and that comes down to the moral compass as well. But I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Guys, do me a solid favor. This one's this one's a short one, but I wanted to get a short, powerful one out with Carl while we have time. And I'm hopefully going to follow it up with a with a longer one with Carl where we dive deeper into business and all the all the other stuff that I want to dive in with him. But I wanted to keep this powerful and actionable so that you can implement some of these strategies in your life today. Move yourself before move yourself forward one percent and keep moving forward at that pace too. Like, subscribe share it with your friends and much love guys do me a solid favor drop a comment below this video and let us know who you want on the podcast next